There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tons of people take a multivitamin, me included. I'm trying to get back on track after football season, eating better, exercising, all of that. And it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle friendly, adopting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thanks for listening to Saints Happy Hour. We are a family here. You know what families do? They support each other. And if you aren't a patron, we need your support. All the great content you consume for free takes time and money. If you love the show and listen regularly, please become a patron. We need you. Supporting Saints Happy Hour can cost you as little as 23 cents a day. That's what the Saints should have paid Kenny Stills. So please, go to Patreon slash Saints Happy Hour and support the show today. Hey, Ralph. Ralphie, Andrew, and Dave. All right, I got uh, a little intel. Your Saints Happy Hour podcast? Yeah, yeah. It's a joke, all right? And I'll tell you what. You, Ralph, you mispronounce everything, okay? I listen, I go, what the... Does he not know the English language? All right, Ralph. I try to get an English class in there every now and then, okay, pal? Hey, Andrew! Think you're smart, huh? Think you're smart? You're in big trouble, pal. Eat piece of shit like you for breakfast. And then, of course, there's Dave. Dave, a little obnoxious, got a little bit of a chip on your shoulder, huh? You got to cut people down all the time. Is that what you got to do? But uh, know that life is good. Appreciate it. Do what you do. Keep on keeping on. Shoot out. <laughs> all right, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. It's that time of week where we are on the Twitter spaces. Join us every week. We do it Wednesday, Thursday. We're on Twitter spaces. We're talking Saints. We're having a blast. we got a ton of people in the room tonight. It's going to be great. But if you're listening to the free version of this show, support the show. We had 2,300 people listen to the big show Monday the free version of it support the show so we can keep Thomas making sound bites like smoke Monday every day so we can keep doing fun stuff we need your support to keep that happening 
It's a freaking dollar seventy-five a week, and you get access to everything we do. Seven dollars. Go to the $10 level. You get the booze bundle. It's amazing. You should do it. Support the show. Make our dreams come true. Uh, it's a Starbucks, so do it. Uh, Andrew, the Saints, the draft, the review of it. Get to Honey Badger. We'll get to Saint Sony Michelle and Jarvis Landry. But I'm going to start here. I have had a freaking enough of these nerds. I listen to Mina Kine's podcast. I listen to Robert Mays. I listen to Nate Tice. I'm tired of the draft nerds ripping on the Saints and saying, oh, they got fleeced by the Eagles. Mickey Loomis doesn't know what he's doing. I understand that they don't respect Mickey Loomis's lifestyle choices. I understand that they have their slide rules and their charts and all this. And I understand that Mickey Loomis is a little bit reckless. I get all of that. I get it. But acknowledge 58 wins in five years, nerds. Egg-fucking-knowledge it. That's what I want. I don't care if they like it. I don't care if they think it's a good idea. But acknowledge that the Saints win and the Cleveland Browns just got cleared of tanking by the commissioner. Andrew, they had a four-year plan, a giant binder of a four-year plan. You know where it led them? It led them to fucking nowhere. And I'm just, t- <laughs> and, and I'm just tired. I'm tired of these nerds saying all this stuff about the draft. And you might not like the Saints. You better learn, as 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 Kevin would say, Ric Flair. You better learn to love it because it's the best thing going. And the Saints are winning, and maybe the Saints are right. And all these nerds, all they want is either either you're on the you know Austin Gale was like either you're on the path to the Super Bowl or you're not, and you need to make the decision on what you want to do. How about this? How about the Saints try to win nine, ten, eleven games in the crappy NFC? Get in the playoffs and see what happens instead of doing a full rebuild where you don't know what it's going to happen. And you know what? Me personally, I pay two grand for Saints season tickets. I'm pretty stoked that they're trying to win. Yeah. So I'm a season. I I mean, tons of things to say about this. But first of all, I'm a season ticket holder, um, and I've been a season ticket holder since 2005, 2006, and I've been going to Saints games in person since like early 90s 92 I think was maybe 1990 was the first game I ever went to when I was 10 years old but so I've been I've been going to Saints games forever and what I've observed is that you know, about 10 percent of the 70,000 fans that are in the Superdome are like us Ralph like they care about the analytics they care about the roster they care about individual players you you, you know just like the details, right? They care about the, the, the minutia. And then there's everyone else. So about 90% of those people in that 70,000, they just want to be entertained. They just want to have fun. They're there on game day, on a Sunday, and all they want to see is a close game, a fun game, and hopefully the Saints win. But if not, like hopefully they – Good. They 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 did embarrass us, you know, and and they gave it a good try, and 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 it was three hours of fun, and we cheered when they scored touchdowns, whatever. So my my point in saying all this, which is kind of long winded, I apologize, but my my point is, most Saints fans like 
you're giving them their money's worth if you're competitive. So, like, all these stat nerds, they're like, of course I want a Super Bowl. Of course, we all do. Of course we want that. But this prism, this this under, this world that we live in where it's like you either have to rip it to the studs and have tons of draft picks and attempt to build from the bottom or be a Super Bowl contender, but nothing in between is – Frankly, terrible business. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. I get that that's what the stat nerds want, but like, I don't know, a team that wins 10 games and makes the playoffs but doesn't win the Super Bowl? Still wildly entertaining. Like, dude, dude, I haven't left yet. Saints won one Super Bowl in my life. <laughs> That's right. You know, I, I, I'm still obsessed every year. I haven't left. So maybe, just maybe, being competitive, winning games, having a winning season, going to the playoffs, having a shot at winning your division, maybe, Ralph, just maybe that's enough. And I, I will point this out. Playoff heartbreak in my life, where I expected the Saints to go to the Super Bowl. I expected them to win, and you know what? It blew in my blew up in my face because of playoff heartbreak, of fluke plays, of referee decisions, of the Saints getting screwed. All of it. I I've experienced all of it, and you know what? At the end of the day, maybe we're freaking due for backing <laughs> into the playoffs at nine and eight and not being that good and somehow getting to the Super Bowl like the Giants did with Eli Manning. Maybe, you know what? Maybe we're due for that with the amount of getting screwed we've gotten over the years. Dude, people will be sending me if that happens, my my entire timeline, Kevin, will just be people pulling up old Jameis Winston tweets where I was like, I don't know about Jameis, I like him, but I doubted him and uh I'm here for it. Like if people <laughs> going to pull up the receipts on me. I don't care. But uh, Kevin, to Andrew's point about there's 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 no the, the nerds don't like the middle ground. When as a fan do you look at your team and you think okay, it's time. 
Like we have to rebuild. We have to kind of take a step back and and do the the the, the draft picks and the rebuild thing. Like when is a when is a fan? Do you look at the Saints? Like is it are there like a, is there like a ripcord or there are certain things that you look for? Not just losses, but like. When when do you look at your team? It's like okay, it's time. It's, it's time. We're not we're not we're not competitive anymore. We have to do we have to do some serious thinking about what this team needs to be and what their goals should be. Well, I think the pro I think that's part of the problem is sort of sitting around waiting for the for things to completely fall apart and bottom out before you, before you start looking at it. Okay, now we need to go into a rebuild mode and all this other kind of stuff. I think you you should always be looking at retooling and 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 trying different things and figuring out what's work uh, what's working and then yeah right sticking with it and maybe making little tweaks here and there but you know your your franchise your your head honcho coach of you know fourteen fifteen years leaves your franchise quarterback you know the two cornerstones of the whole franchise leave. Uh, I figured now, where, where now and next year, now and next year are as good a time as any to to be doing some some moving and shaking because if this because my my fear is that the team falls apart and 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 we don't know how to claw how to claw our way back. What? You know what? That's all. That's all good and great, and that's 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 football talk. But Kevin, you're here, so. Let's hear about this workout, dude. dude. I want to tell. I want to tell y'all this. I, I want to tell y'all how excited. Right. And we're gonna we're gonna talk to KB in a second, but I want to give y'all a snapshot <laughs> of how excited people are. I went to physical therapy today because I'm crippled and I have cerebral palsy, and my foot and calf is a wreck. My foot. My foot. My therapist, Earl. Do you know what he was wearing today, Andrew? Teron Matthew jersey? He was wearing a number seven LSU Teron Matthew jersey. That's the level of excitement Saints fans have about the Honey Badger. I'm in Houston. I'm not even in New Orleans. I'm not even in Baton Rouge. Wait, hold on a second. Did you just completely change the subject and hijack talking about Kevin's workout date? No, oh. no, no, no. Look, man, you, look, look. Y'all got two people on deck here that, that have valuable input, to, I'm sure. We're going to we can, we can get to me. We can get, get to me. Get, get, no, get no, the guests. No. Get the guests. No. Give us the Cliff Notes version. I need to know. We all no, need to I, know. Andrew, have I ever given the Cliff Notes version <laughs> no, on any is. date before? A so skip me. Is eight minute soliloquy. Come on. So, so please. Let's go to KB. KB. Thank you. KB, you had like, we've had four four days to sort of, five days to sort of marinate in the draft and Honey Badger. How are you feeling on this Thursday night? I'm feeling pretty good. I don't I don't know about y'all, but I'm pretty hyped for football season. Oh, I'm hyped. I'm, I, can't, I can't get here soon enough. KB, I, isn't it, is, is today your birthday or was that yesterday? No, it's my adoption anniversary. Congratulations. Well, thank you. That's a big thing. It is. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> so, so when you look when you think of this draft and and you you think of of Honey Badger and and, and you look at it, what do you what, what do you think of like if I said to you KB, 
Mickey Loomis, they're having a meeting today, and he's like, I got he's, – he's telling Dennis Allen, and he's telling, he's telling Ireland and the pro personnel guys. He's like, I got – okay, we got, we got like $4 million of budget left. I can, I, we, can do, we can do Jarvis Landry. We can do Sony Michelle. Maybe if Hakeem Hicks wants to come in on like a, do a discount or something, we could do him too. But we only got like budget for one more dude. Hakeem uh, Hicks is not happening. <laughs> I can promise you. But but KB, what are you doing? If you got if you got one if you, if you're Mickey Loomis and you got like one and you can add one more dude before camp and you sort of wrap up this the the off season before everybody goes on vacation, they come back in July. I mean, you got to go Jarvis, right? Like you have no choice but to kind of go receiver. And I feel like can I like toot James Winston's horn for a second. Go ahead. Because I'm so tired of this. Well, if Javis throws six picks, but the Saints are holding teams to three points, like that's never happened. And <laughs> I, I saw you tweet that. Yeah. yeah, but I think like seriously, like he was first um, in CPOE on outside the pocket in the entire league, and that includes like Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes, who kind of purely ex- execute outside the pocket. And he was first in CPOE, completion percentage over expected. So I think, you know, he deserves a little bit more credit. And I think our defense is essentially set. We have the pieces that, um, you know, that Dennis Allen really likes, flexibility at safety, kind of that versatility in the back seven that he likes that covers those cover seven variations that we've talked about. And I think now it's about setting up the offense to – kind of complement that in order to go win a Super Bowl this year or at least be in contention for one. And that revolves around the receiving core and then the offensive line that Jameis Winston is going to get to play behind. Jameis set an all-time record last year of most times a quarterback ran and it was comical yet effective. Like Jameis running, there's something to me about it that is hilarious and yet the dude is kind of really good at it. But... What is what are you? Because me and Andrew were arguing about this. I don't know if we we're arguing about. Uh, we were arguing about it on the mailbag podcast that'll that'll be for patrons late next week. But we can talk about it here too. What's realistic? What's a realistically good season for Olave in your mind, KB? Because I know you watch the film and you know it. But what's what's the expectations for you of like Olave? That's a really freaking good season by him. Like, what do you what do you what do you expect and what are you hoping for? That's realistic. KB, you got to unmute yourself. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm like talking into nothing. Um, I would say like maybe that 700 receiving yards range. He doesn't have to be a 1,000-yard impact receiver, but That's as a what decent I said. I, maybe in that 700 to 750 yards receiving, I don't know, maybe 10 touchdowns to start with. <laughs> 10. That's a lot of touchdowns. That is... You don't think he could do one every other game? I was I, thinking 700 yards, but like five touchdowns. Yeah, I was thinking like – I, was I thinking. just think of him – I just think of the way Jameis would want to use him, and I just see him like, you know, they just uncork it to him just like randomly. And I could just see that working. I, okay, I maybe think, I'll say six and a half. Oh, I'll take I the think, over. I think, I think Taysom scores 10 touchdowns if he's healthy. Wow. Oh. I really do. We we will have so much as – a, as, a, as a full-time – Positional player. Full-time quarterback draw at the two-yard right. line. <laughs> uh, I think as a full-time positional player, I, I think he'll 
is a double-digit so, touchdown guy. Kevin, I really if, do. If if Taysom scores more than five touchdowns, do we need to hire an intern and their job is to just dunk on all the analytics people that hate Taysom about the $140 million fake contract? Do we need to hire an intern and their job is to just yell at all the Taysom haters the rest of the year after he scores Oh, no, that's touchdown? me. <laughs> You can bring that hatred right over here because I hated Taysom Hill last year. (laughs) I never want to see Taysom Hill on the football field unless there's two yards to go. He'd be so good at AKB. I mean, you can't deny. Okay. You can't deny. Have you seen that man's arm? Oh, God. The footwork, the mechanics, it's just just fifth grade. (laughs) Yeah, but what about as a tight end? What? He's fine as a tight end. He's physical. He's got decent hands. I mean, they're certainly better out there on the market, but that flexibility and the way they tried to insert him into drives when Jameis would get into a rhythm, they're like, oh, it's third and six. Let's put Taysom at quarterback. Like, that doesn't make any sense, and hopefully we're done with that. I never have to I see think it again. is. I, I think, I think you, you like, Taysom, what do you think, like, three quarterback plays a game, Andrew, and it'll all be short yard? I, yes, yes. Only draws, right? We're saying like only like an uh, yeah. inside zone. I feel, like, I feel like the season's a win if Taysom passes seven times or less. And, and it's like draw plays on third and one where it looks like it's a run, you know, and then he throws it. So like seven passes for the season, max. Yeah. Now, well, now that they said he's not going to play quarterback, if something happens to Jameis, is he not the replacement? Correct. You go to Andy Dalton. Oh, my God. He's still, he's still the tight I forgot Andy Dalton was on the team. <laughs> I did, too. And then Andrew just brought <laughs> it back. I hate – he's the, he's the he's the red rifle. It, I think what? it's like Andy – it's just a birthright for Andy Dalton to just be on every team before he retires. He might – I mean, he wasn't bad with the Bears. Like, he wasn't an atrocity. Um, we got a bunch he of – He wasn't good. Kevin, I wanted to say, do you want to take your victory lap? Because I feel like on the big show, we were talking about jerseys and like how how many jerseys will Math will Honey Badger have in the Superdome come up September? And he broke the NFL.com website for pre-orders. I feel like seeing that, I feel like there's an outside shot. We were talking like Kenny B top three. I think there's an outside shot come kickoff. Uh, week one, if the Saints played him, I feel like there's an outside shot that he might have the most jerseys of anyone currently on the team. Uh, I mean that's a that's a f- fair assessment right now, but I'm I'm just happy. Look, it looks like he's going to be on his way to being top three and probably top two. He'll he'll I can totally see him eclipsing Michael Thomas. We said that on the big show, but yeah, it's. It's exciting to have a player on the team that everybody seems enthusiastic about and everybody's gung-ho for. I just, I, I, I just want him to, to do well on the field and, and everybody to have like a, and for it to just be a feel-good story about the guy who went to LSU, was, in, was a Heisman finalist, kicked ass, played, you know, played pro, did well, and, 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 and came back home. Like that, that's a yeah. great story. And, and I, 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 I want shit like that. I it's always fun. want shit like it's that. Fun. Right. And, you know, it's fun. It's fun. Seeing the Saints post his whole, uh, you know, 
his his picture and everything, and then having a Saint Aug jersey. It was so, so good. You, you you had the LSU jersey, you had the Saints jersey, but then Saint Aug. It's like, and then that's where you realize that like he is living out every New Orleans kid's dream. And, and it was to play high school football, then LSU football, then Saints football. I, you know, like, and it was interesting that the Saints social media guy, I forget his name. Uh, you you're you friendly with him, Andrew? I'm. I'm totally blanking on his name, but he's in charge of the Saints social media, and he tweeted out that the graphics guy, he's like, I'm glad that Honey Badger signed because our graphics guy, he worked like 20 or 30 hours on the the pick, and I was like, wow, that pick, I mean, it was amazing and ridiculous, but um, I I feel great about this team. We're gonna go to we're gonna go to Budrich, Budrich, the draft for the Saints. I look at it. I kind of like the Air Force guy, the, the one of the Jacksons. I like him better than Taylor, uh, um, and I'm sort of mi- I'm sort of mixed on Penning on how fast he can be good. But I just look at the Saints and their off season, and yeah, everything happened at the back end, which was weird. But if you told us in February that on March 5th, Happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody, that we would be here. With this roster and how they constructed it, I think we'd have been pretty freaking pleased with it. There you go. Uh, okay, so start off with like the uh, ja- the second Jackson, the defensive lineman, Jordan. I think yeah, Jordan. Yeah, I, for some reason I'm stuck on Justin, and that's just a former Chargers running back that's in free agency. But. Uh, with Jordan Jackson, I think he could be interesting. He's another tweener guy. Mm-hmm. And his biggest thing first, he needs to fill out his frame. He's They have listed previously as 294, which is solid for defensive tackle. But he can definitely add more, which is pretty good. I guess for him to make the roster, he has to show – he has to have similar to what Al-Qadi Muhammad had when – he was a rookie here in Wow, that, that, that's that's quite a take that a draft pick has to show promise to make a team. <laughs> You're really going out on a limb there. Well, I well I think he's coming for Malcolm Roach's spot because <laughs> I think I think he's not going to make the team this year. I, th- I think he's going. I think they're going to cut him. No, I no that that's a good point. No, I, I I I'm I'm giving you a hard time, but no, I do think yeah. But like coach and uh, and uh, what's the what's the Albert Huggins? Those two yeah. in particular, defensive tackles. Like I, I do think, you know, they're on high alert. Yeah, when I when I did that post drafting for for Substack, I wrote both Albert Huggins and Malcolm Roach because I'm sure Dennis Allen also looked at the interior defensive line going, we did not get enough interior pass rush, and Roach and Huggins, both those guys were supposed to be somewhat good at pass rushing and they and they just were non-factors that's yeah. why they brought in Kentavious Street and Jaleel Johnson too Kevin Kevin is is Dave thanks bo- Butterich thanks Butterich mm-hmm. is, is Dave yeah. bothering you on a daily basis on the trade up to so you can make sure that he gets smoke Monday is he is he texting you like every day like offers uh pestering you annoying is you is he trying to get out of the Alave he's not getting deal. out of that like I got, no. I, I got Andrew Stevens, our great ad guy from Sports Drink, who who helps us with the advertising. He said 
Tell me. He texted me today. He said, "Ralph he still owes me a bucket of athletic greens." By the way, yeah. He 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 texted me today though. He said, "By the way, he said the Monday show was awesome." But he said, "Tell me the date and the time. I will be there with Dave at Olave Garden, and I will videotape it for you." So yes. So so we got that. Tons of people take a multivitamin. Me included. I'm trying to get back on track after football season, eating better, exercising, all of that. And it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle-friendly, adopting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thanks for listening to Saints Happy Hour. We are a family here. You know what families do? They support each other. And if you aren't a patron, we need your support. All the great content you consume for free takes time and money. If you love the show and listen regularly, please become a patron. We need you. Supporting Saints Happy Hour can cost you as little as 23 cents a day. That's what the Saints should have paid Kenny Stills. So please, go to Patreon slash Saints Happy Hour and support the show today. But is Dave, is Dave bothering you uh, on the trade-up? Um, I can't say for certain, but but the the, the last uh, two days I have received overnight shipments of very fine quality olive oil. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say rum. <sighs> I'm sure that's I, I'm sure that's next. Get to all these speakers, we got a bunch of them, so we're going to get to all of you. We promise. Yep, Mitch. You're up next. Unmute yourself. Uh, somehow, what's, Mitch, what's up, I, I, I was not. I have not been following you until just now, which is mind-numbing to me because you have followed me forever. You have tweeted at me. I know your name, and somehow, like, dude, yeah, like, Mia culpa. That's awful. I I am now following you. Just so we're clear. Cool. Um, so that's that that good. has been fit. That has been fixed. But uh, Mitch, Mitch, how are you feeling about the Saints? Good. I just wanted to say, well, just just in general, like I was listening to, I think, um, you know, Dennis Allen was on uh, Rich Eisen today and listening mm-hmm. to that clip. It almost sounded like an early Sean Payton, like in his first year. Like, I love Sean, and I don't want – I wish he was still there, but I think the Sean arrogancy was in the middle, and then the burnout Sean was at the end. I think we're almost getting – 
a Sean Payton out. I know he's not an offensive guy, but just like talking about Michael Thomas, like, yeah, we're going to, he's coming back. Alave, um, Tyron Matthew. Ju- I, I don't think, the, I think the Saints are in for a really good year. And I know everybody, uh, Saints fans, me too, think the league's against them. I think that might turn a little bit now. I really do. Ooh, I think, interesting. I, yeah. I think I can see that. I can just see the leadership. You know, the defense is going to be, I think they're going to be, I don't want to say great. I think they're going to be really good. Uh, sneaky good. You know, when Drew came in, he was coming off a bad injury. Winston's coming off an injury, not a bad injury, but it's kind of getting a little eerie how that's lining up. Just wanted your guys' thoughts on that. So. Well, I th- I'm glad that Jameis is back to giving us his, his hilarious training that's videos. That's all I got. So that's nice. He's back to doing his hilarious training videos, which is nice. Um, yeah, thanks, thanks, Mitch. No, that's good stuff. No, I, I agree. I, I think at the end of the day, and Ralph, my Dodger cats, make him stop. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think you're right. I think it's one of those things where – when you look at the Saints this season, the NFC is so bad. They've done a good job with their roster, and I'm optimistic about how it's going to look. So, Mitch, you're, you've, you're always a great supporter. Thank you so much. Uh, all right, we got a bunch of speakers that are muted here, so let's go to the next one. Uh, Tommy, you keep raising your hand. So, at Semsters48, college scout podcast or something i don't know what you got for what's up man what's up uh i'm just asking do you think we need to add to uh, our o-line yeah i do actually so i I would say look trevor penning was a critical ad and now with james hurst you know he's potentially a reserve if he doesn't start for you but he's your kind of fall back at left tackle if trevor penning isn't ready and yet i would say at guard he's such a question mark that then you go to Throckmorton and that doesn't seem like a obvious guy to me. So you've lost Will and Clapp. Also, I Is also, Will Clapp still think... on the team, Ralph? Uh, I don't think so. I, don't think so. I, I want to say he signed somewhere else. I... They, need a, they need a veteran guard to kind of be in the mix to compete, I think, Tommy. Because, because here's the thing. Fans' patience has run out, and me and Kevin's patience have run out. Like, I will lose. Like, Ruiz, he doesn't get. He gets a bad. He has a bad series opening week. Kevin, I'm done with him. Like, yeah. <laughs> he has no rope, none. Tommy, did you have anything else? Yeah. Do you think uh, we signed Jarvis Landry? I think uh, the the drafting of Olave, especially with the eleventh overall pick. I mean, I I would love to have Landry, but realistically, Landry wants ten million dollars a year, and that's not what you pay for your number three receiver. So if he was going to be the number two guy, I think he would potentially still come. It's kind of it's kind of like if they had drafted a safety instead of Olave, then Matthew wouldn't be coming, and Landry would be. But because they drafted a receiver and not a safety, Matthew's here, but I, I, I think Landry's out. So I, I think it's unlikely. So, hey, Tommy, thank you so much. Appreciate you uh, dropping in. Yeah, I did. Hey, let's... And Landry, I think, has not only that, he has better landing spots like Baltimore and, he other, has options, and yeah. other places he has that I think. But here's the thing. What if 
he doesn't get a better option? What if he doesn't get a better offer anywhere? Because I feel like the Saints made the Honey Badger move, right? Monday, they were like, Sunday night it leaked, and it was like, boom, done. Monday morning before we're, a lot of us are finished our second cup of coffee, it was done. I feel like yeah. that didn't happen with Landry. Landry might be in a position where he ain't getting the $10 million a year. He's going to have to take that crummy one-year $5 million deal. And Well, and then it starts to make more sense where he's the number three receiver for the Saints. So, yeah, I'm with you. Like, if it gets to a point where it's like, whatever I take is going to be beneath me, then the Saints start to make more sense, you know? So, yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, Aaron Davis, uh, and by the way, look, Saints podcast is ours, obviously, the Saints Happy Hour podcast. You should never listen to any other Saints podcast <laughs> because we're the greatest. That's right. But to venture out and maybe something else, Aaron Davis, he, he is the founder of the Black and Gold Breakdown podcast. Um, he, he's great. He's awesome. And he comes on here sometimes and hangs out with us. So, Aaron, unmute yourself. What you got? Well, first of all, you're not better than me. I'll, 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 put that, I'll put that out there right now. All right? It is what it is. But second of all, I want to give a shout-out to Dennis Allen, mainly because I can't remember over the last three to four off-seasons where the Saints had a really productive a really productive off-season. And that's mainly because Dennis Allen's done the more common-sense moves than, you know, than what we were really uh, used to with Sean Payton. So shout-out to the I'm going to test that theory real quick. I'm going to test common that sense. theory. I say common sense now. I, only, sense. I only ask this because Ohio State really changed that much. Yeah, it's still it's, it's, the Saints are still the, the Ohio State is still there's still the AAA team for the Saints. Well, yeah, obviously, obviously. But with that said, there were some things I wanted to bring up that a lot of people probably aren't going to look at. Deontay Hardy is going to be the guy you need to watch out for this year, mainly because of Rashid Shaheed from Weber State. Rashid Shaheed set the NCAA record for most kickoff returns for touchdowns with seven. He is an elite. He is an elite return specialist. And if Deontay Hardy ends up having, I would say, an injury-riddled season this year, this upcoming year, I would not be surprised if they let him walk and let Rashid Shaheed bring up the fifth receiving uh, the fifth receiving spot on the depth chart just so they can have Here, here's a, that. Here's a, a drop-off for special teams. Here's, how do you like this for a crazy summertime theory? Aaron, I want you to chime in too, Kevin. Deontay Hardy struggles. The new return guy, FCS record, I won't butcher his name, from Weber State. He kills it. Would they trade Deontay Hardy to a team Uh, that needed a returner? Well, I would say no, mainly because you have to factor in that. And this is just me going off what I've heard. I'm not... I'm not saying this is a guarantee, but there's been rumors or reports that Rashid Zahid is injured right now with an ACL. Ah. 
So if that if that ends up if that ends up being true, then there's no way he'll see the field this year. He oh he, he 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 could be he he could, he's a Aaron he's that that means he's a prime candidate for the for the uh, even though he's gone, we can still call it the Sean Payton annual uh, red shirt year. Quite possibly. Another name I want you guys to look out for is Demarco Jackson, the fifth round pick from from App State. I'm gonna tell you why. Demarco Jackson was a two time All Sun Belt. And just this last year, he was 2021 Sunbelt Defensive Player of the Year. He made first team all Sunbelt this year and 2020 second team all Sunbelt in 2020. He came away with a with his actual season high in total tackles, sacks, uh, passes defended. DeMarco Jackson is a guy that, that has great instincts as a Lions, an inside linebacker. I think he really fits in behind you know, Demario Davis and aging Demario Davis. Will he play this year? Not on defense, but I would look out for him on special teams. But I do believe he makes the final roster after training camp. Thank, thanks, Aaron. That's a great point. I, I need the thing that I need is I need um, I need tips on 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 UD on my UDFA son to pick Andrew because I, I don't get smoke Monday. Do I pick Crawl? Now they telling me the one the one guy that I was thinking of picking he's going to be hurt. He might be a red shirt. It's it it gets it's dicey for the UDFA Sun Draft. The big boards in flux. Smoke Monday every day. <laughs> so we got Blues fan. How are you feeling? How are you Blues doing? By the way, uh, game one of the Stanley Cup. You guys can hear me, right? You're good. Okay, yeah, just making sure. Uh, yeah, game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs, it was it was great. Uh, one for nothing. Second game, it all started with a weird broken stick that turned into a goal for Minnesota, and then just from there, it was just a lot of weird bad luck for us and just shady penalty calls. And uh, I'm not really phased by it. I'm looking forward to having a heart attack for game three. Every. <laughs> Every time the, the NHL playoffs come on back, I'm like, maybe I should get back together with hockey. I haven't been – me and hockey broke up after the Rangers won the Stanley Cup in 94. Oh, uh, no. And I'm like, maybe I should get are back. Sure, I should are you pick, sure about that? I should pick a team, maybe get back in, and that, but I never do. But I never do. Speaking of – You're making the right decision, Ralph. <laughs> I, only, I, have, I, my, I have a busy life. I only have so much sports I can follow. But – Blues fan, blues fan, what? Who? Who should I take? U, UDFA Sun Draft. Should I take Crawl? Uh, should it take Smith, the running back? Like who, who? Smoke Monday. That's uh, I think. Uh, I I trust our wide receiver, so I, I'd say go for the running back. Um, that that, but that's just me. I don't know. Everybody's got, everybody's you know, everybody's got a different pair of eyes. Um, and my my question for you guys was. Um, like what scares you? Like, obviously I think we did pretty well, uh, draft class. And then obviously, you know, we still need to see them at training camp and preseason, but what scares you guys the most about the saints as in our meaning, like what do this, like, what is still a weak spot for the saints at this point? Kevin, you can go too. I'll, I'll, I'll say go first, Andrew. Winston. It's Jameis Winston. 
Jameis Winston scares me the most. I, I still, I, I think, I think he's going to be good, especially if the protection is good and right. the receiver room it gets better and the protection is good, all that. But like the running game, but like if Al- Alvin Kamara's out for several weeks and all of a sudden you're trusting out Jameis Winston to do more than he's capable of, I, I still don't think the Saints are in a. I, I think they're in a stable, decent situation at quarterback. I don't think they're in a great situation. Kevin, what's what do you fear about? What do you still fear about the twenty twenty two Saints? Just in general, I mean, general specific position, whatever. Like, what do you, what are you looking at? And you're like, oh, if that goes wrong, the season will be bad. It will not be fun. I mean, I'm I'm gonna. I feel like the I feel like the easy answer the the easy answer is to say Jameis, and so I'll avoid uh, repeating. Uh, what uh, what what blues fan said? So, I'll I'll just. You, you mean what I said? Yeah, Juge, what you said. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kevin, mute yourself. Uh, <clears throat> thank you. Freaking about football. Unmute yourself. What you got? Hey guys. Uh, so I- I'm just gonna say this. There were two Zions in this NFL draft, and the Saints came away with none of them, yeah, making this draft just a very, failure. Just, <laughs> including right. Z- including Zion McCollum. Yeah, yeah. And now he's a Buccaneer. Uh, I was I had so many drafted tweets about Zion and Zion, and they're all gone to waste. Yeah, um, a thousand memes died. You know. Uh, uh, other than that, I thought the draft was. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know like half the players who the Saints drafted. I'm not going to say, "Oh, well, this guy looks Same. good." I'm, yeah, I'm I've never, I've never watched a minute of Northern Iowa football, and neither have you, people. Let's not pretend. Like, we knew who Trevor Penning was before draft season even existed. Like, don't even pretend. We don't have to. I saw, it's I saw they had a 9.9-something nine RAS score. 9.95, yep. Yeah, there we go. There we go. 9.95. I'm wondering I'm wondering why they didn't draft some guy with a 10. That's, that's, what, that's why I got to tell you about that. Um, uh, but as far as uh, Tyron Matthew goes, I mean, it's a great story. He's going to be... Uh, uh, the one one of the best reasons I liked them signing him was you lost a bunch of leaders the past two off seasons. He's a dude that's well respected among the locker room. Uh, so, like at the very least, here he's going to add that, and I, obviously he still has a lot of good play in him. I think. Um, as far as biggest concern, I I don't think it's close. I think it's Jameis, just because uh, there's. Two scenarios, one that's very unlikely uh, is that for Sean Payton actually – he's actually garbage, and Sean Payton made him an like, above-average quarterback, which is very unlikely, but still a possibility. And then the more likely option where he's a solid starter, you're going to get to the playoffs, you're going to – you might win a playoff game, but he's really like just Jimmy G, and you know you're never going to win a championship with him. And if that ends up being the case, I have no idea where the Saints can get a franchise quarterback since they – Pretty much through all their well, assets, and, 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 and then it becomes, and then it becomes, how much do you pay him? Like, yeah, you do, you know, do you pay? Do you pay him thirty? It's 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 cool. Like we we just said, like winning football games is fun. Being relevant is fun. But do you pay him thirty, thirty five million, or do you go and like, hey, let's try to get someone else? My biggest concern with the Saints is not Jameis. My biggest concern is. 
Cam Jordan, Demario Davis are really, really important to the Saints defense. We saw it when Cam Jordan had his resurgence starting against Tampa on that Sunday night and just went on a binge at the end of the year. Those two guys are in their 30s. If they decline, the defense could slide back. And if the defense slides back to, like, the 12th best defense, the 11th best defense, and the offense is just a little bit better in the passing game and Jameis is still kind of bumpy, then I think the Saints could be in that 7-8 win range. And that's that's my biggest concern. That's, that's NFL purgatory. Yeah. Or, and, and I just think defense, the thing is, the thing that made the Saints so special under Sean Payton was their offense. And the thing is, and I'll give this, this – I'll, I'll admit this fully. The stat nerds have it right. Offense is a much more consistent thing. Like when the Saints had Drew Brees, their offense was good. Like even at the end when he's, he had no arm, they were still moving the ball. They were still scoring points. They are still top five, top six. Their passing game so set all kinds of records. Defenses can be – Awesome one year, the ninth best the next year. Awesome one year, the tenth best. Because it's physical, it's injuries, turnovers is a lot of luck. Um, So defenses are all over the place. So when you're a defensive-based football team, your variance is much, much higher. Um, So that's a concern. But I also think Honey Badger is going to create 15 turnovers. So it's going to be fine. (laughs) I'll tell you one thing. Linebacker... I agree with with defensive end. At least the Saints have a couple of options in case Cam declines. Now both options are injury prone defensive ends from small schools from Texas for some reason. So hopefully one works out. Um, but at least they have two very injury prone options. Uh, so thanks for thinking about football. And 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 another thing that's it's it's it's, it's concerned to me. Like I know he's good, but like. Kevin, are we sure? Like, are we sure? Like, Will Lutz is going to come back and be a really, really good kicker? Like, you stole my thunder. <laughs> but Josh, you go on ahead, then, man. No, 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 Josh, I'm, I'm, I'm here for window dressing. You go on ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is like, I think we're really missing it all. Uh, is I think what scares me the most is Will Lutz. Uh, that's the number one thing because. I mean, if you look at it, our kicking game was atrocious last year. And it was. It cost us a few games. It it to me, it cost us a playoff spot. Our kicking game, like there's a few games we could have won, if it was not for a, a few point differential of the kicking. Brian game. Brian Johnson. Yeah, and it was <laughs> yeah, it was it was a terrible. And and I go back and look Cody at Parkey. the the uh. twenty the twenty sixteen season with the Saints where the defense was mediocre and things never really went our way. And it was literally because Will Lutz was there that year, but his trajectory was low. And the thing that comes to mind. He was a human block party is what he was. Exactly. The Broncos game where the dude, clearly he was out of bounds, but he blocked the kick and ran it back. He was out of bounds. Damn it. And it just, yeah, so that's what scares me the most is is that's 1A, 1B is Michael Thomas is not healthy. It, you know, he, he kind of goes in and out. Chris Olave, you know, I hate to be this guy, but Saints Olave. rookie receivers, Olave, Chris, I mean, uh, Saints rookie receivers, if you go look at it, 
they all in their very first year get injured. You can go back. I'm pretty sure you can go back and look at all rookie yeah, it's receivers. It's a lot of them. Meacham, Meacham didn't even they, play. Meacham, Cooks, Thomas. I want to see Thomas was injured. Uh, was he? I don't think so. Was he? I don't know. No, 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 no. Thomas was not. He wasn't? Okay. All right. I think Thomas may be an exception, but outside of that, like, that's Whenever, what Devery, Devery, Devery Henderson didn't play a snap as rookie. Yeah, that's year, right. So. Yeah. Devery Henderson yeah. didn't. He didn't do too. He didn't do hardly anything his first two years. Like, no, you're right. His, well, going well, into here. going into Sean Payton sure. in 2006, people were like, "He's not a Sean Payton guy. Are they going to cut him? Like, is he just going to be like a complete bust of a second round pick?" We need to we need to check in on Mario Culotta. You've been waiting for a while. What's up, man? Oh, nothing much. Mario. Do you feel like the Saints are going to win more or less than nine games? In, in... Mario, are you there? I think Mario's having some some audio audio issues. Kevin, Kevin, before we get out of here, I need you. Yep. We, we need we need a recap of the date. It's positive on Monday. People want to know. People care about you. We want you to find love. We want you to be in a long-term healthy relationship. How is the dating going? How did the workout date go? Uh, workout date went well. Met her at uh, at the gym. And, yeah, like, we... Like my, my my initial cons- my initial warrior thought was you know like so what what's gonna happen like is she gonna like am I gonna follow her around is she gonna follow me around like I I didn't know you know I'd never really done one of those before so I didn't know what was gonna happen so she tells me what she normally does for cardio I tell her what I normally do and go in the locker and, and, and put our stuff away and then come back. And then, so we start doing what I do. And then after that, she's like, all right, well, I'm going to go off and do my thing. I'm going to do this and this, you go off and do whatever you're going to do. And I was like, okay, cool. Great. Like not up in each other's business, actually going to the gym to actually work out and do our thing. And yeah, sure. Did you uh, share a protein so, shake after? So, so far, basically, you didn't do anything at all together, and you went your separate ways and did your own thing, is what I'm hearing. Correct. Y'all didn't do like, the Peloton side-by-side, side, even? No, 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 no. We did cardio together side-by-side, side, but we were both – you know, we both had our ear fo- no, ear that's... earbuds, headphones on, Jesus. so – No, this – no, this is great. That, that's what I if, – if, if I go to the gym with somebody – I, I just won't work out. Inter- minimal interaction. Like, 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 like okay, I don't... so so what happened? You you were done, and then you went for drinks afterwards? or it was Oh, like, yeah. No, okay, no, no. Like, like afterwards. Bye. See you later. Hang on. Juge, I can barely hear you. You sound. Yeah. You... Juge's audio is um, awful. Yeah. So, so, we, so we went back to her place, uh, showered, and watched some TV and hung out. And I ended up spending the night there and uh, drove back home the next morning. Did you watch a Netflix movie? Did you watch a series? Did you watch Hulu? Did you watch a limited Oh, uh, what series? was the show? She What did she put on? She put on a... Uh, 
Nathan for you. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty well, good. That, yeah, that's that, that's about enough. Mario, you get you get, you get <laughs> All right, I'm hopping out. Mario, you get one more I'm shot here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I can hear go, y'all. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mario. Well, I think we're going to be pretty good this year. I don't know how many we're going to do, win or lose. But do you do you know I feel like Andrew and Mario, the, the NFC, I just look at it and I understand why Mickey Loomis and Dennis Allen in Ireland are like, we can win. We can win. We can compete in this. You know, whereas I would, if the Saints were in the AFC, Andrew, I would call this Saints offense season. I'd be like, this is madness. You are, you're not Mahomes, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, you know, all I'd be like, this is this is madness, Saints. You're you're going all in, and you're trying to, and, and, and you're like, the, you're you're potentially barely a playoff team in, in the loaded AFC and the NFC. I totally see it. Like I see, a, I see a path for the Saints to be very successful. Is it likely? Yeah, we can argue that. But there's a path. Hell, Jimmy G was a dropped interception away from the second Super Bowl of his in three years. What do you think about that, Mario? Well, I like it. Yeah. I mean, uh B thanks Mario. BJ, I want to go to I want to get I want to get um I want to get to BJ before we get out of here. BJ Saints over under in Vegas is eight and a half wins. What do you got? I, look, 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 I'm a betting man. I'm taking the over. I'm taking the over. I like it. I got to take the over. I feel like I got to take the over. Yeah. The, Chris, uh, the Chris Olave pick, the Chris Olave pick was amazing. I feel like that was much needed, and that's what, that's what I wanted. I wanted us to go out this free agency for us to be complete. I wanted us to go out and get a receiver. And, and BJ, how are you feeling about Honey Badger? Oh, the, oh fired up. I can't wait. <laughs> I, yeah, I, cry, I, I literally cried when we got it. I cried. I cried. Because it's like, we lost Marcus Williams. Marcus Williams was cool. But we're, first of all, we got Marcus May. We got Marcus May. And we got Tyron Matthew. Amazing secondary. I like our, I like our defense. I love our defense. Rush, rush defense. You know, we always have the best rush defense. So that's yeah. back. Pass defense going to be good. We in great shape. Yeah, and I just feel like, BJ, I feel like there's, there's a, a very strong likelihood that we're in here in, in – in, October, November, and the Saints are doing really well. And the the people that banged on the Saints off season and their drafts, the Mina Kinds and the Robert Mays of the world, are going to be like, mm-hmm. huh? NFL teams, yeah. they just didn't sign Teron Matthew. They just let him sign. And the Saints signed him on May, th- and the Saints signed him on May third. Huh? That's just that just happened. And like. Why Why are teams doing that? And it's just like, they won't give the Saints any credit. They'll just bang on the other teams, and they'll pretend like it just happened like magic. Like, oh, the Saints just stumbled into it. And maybe it was a little bit of, yeah. of, of, of good luck. But I just feel like Teron Matthew, he's still really freaking good. And the- he's still, Yeah, a lot of people a lot of people see he's 30 years old. But I said, man, for a 30-year-old, that got some talent left. Yeah, like and we and, got him for three years. Yeah, like and the thing is, B, 
BJ, that contract, if if he gives the Saints one one really good year, one so-so year, and in the third year he's old and broken down and it's time to retire as mm-hmm. a legend, like we won't care. And yep. if he if he has Andrew, now look, granted, if they, if they win the Super Bowl or something like that crazy, then he's icon. But but I really think if he just has a really really great year for the Saints, it will be memorable for a very very long time. Like if the Saints, and win, I don't think people. Go ahead. I was just gonna say if if the Saints win, like if they have like a two thousand type year where they go ten and seven or eleven and six and win a playoff game. And that's it. And they and it was a great. It would be like that would be a fun freaking year, right? But if yeah. if they have that type of year and Teron Matthew is like in the conversation to be uh uh to be in the defensive MVP, Andrew, I think we'll talk about this that this season for years because of Honey Badger. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be in great shape this year. I just hope Chris Olave don't be another Trey Smith. I can't stand Trey Smith. <laughs> I just I hate I hate seeing him out there on the field. <sighs> Trey Smith is. I hope I hope Trevor's I hope Trevor be good for us this year too. I mean, the thing about Trey Smith is if you if you think about him as he's a guy can play every wide receiver position. He can block, and he's a guy that if teams forget to cover him and they forget he exists, he can be really good. If you think of him in that, that moment, was with Drew Brees' records. I know he broke. He broke him. Like, like when when <laughs> when teams forget that he's alive, he's really good. You know, I think we lost. Uh, we lost Andrew. Um, but BJ, thanks for thanks for joining us. Uh, we appreciate you. Um, and no questions, man. Um, um, uh, Michael Mar- Michael Marino, he's a patron. He he recently joined up. Michael, thanks for joining us. Saints over under eight and a half wins. What you got, Michael? Unmute yourself. Gotcha. You hear me? There you go. Over under eight right. and a half wins. I think it's easily over eight and a half because I mean I see five wins in the division pretty easily. And I think defense wins championships and this defense is ridiculously good. Um, my biggest concern is, is the offensive line because, you know, I, I like the weapons that we have at receiver. Like I didn't like them when they were number one and number two last year, but I think at three and four with Callaway and Hardy and now Olave, like Jameis, Jameis can go downfield. He can do all the things that he's done really well throughout his career, but he's got to have time. Mm-hmm. And then if we miss Camara for, you know, four weeks, six weeks, whatever it is, then we're missing that threat up front that, you know, minimizes what those guys can do down the field too. So I think how the offensive line performs is, is really what's going to dictate for us how, how well we do this year. I think that's, I think that's a, that's a really good point. I mean, they, they need, they can't they the thing that i think would really really hurt the saints badly is if ruiz continues to be ruiz right and penning is slow to get going and he takes a while then you're like having two weak spots and maybe you know hurst is declines or whatever so i think there's 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 a bit of a struggle with the offensive line 
The thing is, though, Michael, I look at the NFC South, and five and one, four and two is the minimum. You got four wins there. You got Seattle. You get Arizona the first six weeks of the year without DeAndre Hopkins. uh, You know, the nerds will tell you, Arizona without DeAndre Hopkins, their offense is terrible. So, like, then then you start ticking up to six wins. And, you know, the Raiders have a new coach. The Saints play them. And, you know, you look – you look at the AFC North, you're like, oh, it, you know, it's 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 Cincinnati, and yeah, they went made the Super Bowl, but they won three playoff games by like a combined twelve points or something. Like Cincinnati, they're good, but they're not a great team. Uh, Pittsburgh, their quarterbacks in flux. Uh, Cleveland, Deshaun Watson. What if the Saints catch them and they're suspended, right? And 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 you get you don't get Deshaun Watson, and they're going to get rid of Baker, and you you get uh, uh, Case Keenum. Right, so you know Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, he's great, but he can get banged up a lot because he runs and 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 Baltimore's offense they don't have a receiver. So I just look at the Saints' schedule; it's not that daunting to me. Uh, I'm I'm very optimistic, and this to me, this Saints' off season has been fun because all the fun, all the interesting moves came at the end. Like it would still yeah. we'd still feel really good about the off season if they had done this. But if they had done it in reverse, like say they had signed Honey Badger on the first day of free agency, like Marcus Williams went to Baltimore and the Saints are like, boom, we signed Honey Badger. We'd have been pumped that day. But then as time goes, it's like it's a normal thing. And then they did the trades for the draft pick. But because everything happened in the last week, it's May, it just gives you this energy for me going into the sort of doldrums where, you know, we'll have May, we'll have June, and then we'll get to July. And as we say at Saints Happy Hour, once you get to the middle of May, you don't want any Saints news. Because when you get into late May, June, early July, the only Saints news then is bad news. So we're getting into that part of the year. But Michael, thanks for joining us. Thanks for being a patron. That's right. Michael is a patron. You should become a patron too. We're the Great Saints Podcast. We give you podcast every day. You can listen to it at free. You get the booze bundle from my wife with two Saints Mardi Gras cups, a Saints player car a Plains legend player card a saints shot glass and if you become an annual subscriber boom you get a saints season survival mug so i'm just saying you get all that for you get all that for like a hundred bucks for the whole year and you get two months free last person we're gonna go to and then we got to get out of here uh better future saints 2022 over under eight and a half wins Better future, un- unmute yourself, and then we'll get to you. You there, Mom? Over, easy. Over. So, so let, let's say you're correct, and I believe you are. Saints go over eight and a half wins. Who's the player that's going to surprise people? And we're going to be – we're going to do this spaces in December, and the Saints are going to be like 11 and 5, and you're going to come back on, and you're going to say, Ralph – this is better future th- three zero. Remember in May when I came on Spaces and I said the Saints were going over eight and a half wins, and I told you this Saints player that nobody was really talking about was going to have a great year, and he's rocking and rolling, and we're going to the playoffs. What player is that going to be? 
I'm doing Chris Olave. Chris Olave. Like he's gonna be, be he's gonna be better than even people think. He's gonna be better than even people think. He's gonna you think he's gonna be like over a thousand yards, seventy five, eighty catches, just just dominant, and people are gonna be like the Saints didn't give up enough to go and get him. Are we are we get before injury Mike T? He don't need a thousand. Eight hundred yards. That's right. We're gonna be we're gonna be dangerous. We gonna you know I can't like and you tell me if if you think I'm just a prisoner moment, but I just think Honey Badger in the dome. I think it's going to create an energy that people don't understand. Like we we we're excited about it, and we think we know what it's going to. But I think it's going to be a different energy when we see that guy running out the tunnel and making plays in the dome. I think it's I think it's going to be different. I think it's going I think it's going to give the Saints defense. A kind of jolt that you got from the Dome Patrol. If you're a Saints old head, if you're a little, a little bit younger, maybe the 2000 when they had they set the NF, then NFL record for sacks. Like I just believe Honey Badger is going to give the energy, that kind of energy, in the Dome in 2022. Maybe I'm a, maybe I'm an LSU homer. I don't care. I just feel like he's gonna he's gonna give us nah, something really special. I want to say you're LSU homer. <laughs> the defense, I ain't going to mention the defense because if the offense top 15, I think we going, we got a chance to Super Bowl with this team. If the offense top 15, the defense going to be unbelievable good. Yeah. No way, no way this defense be, below top five. I, listen, if the offense, if the offense is top 15 and the defense has, is what it's been the last two years, they can win the South. Like, forget squeaking in the playoffs. Who the, who the NFC scares? South. Yeah, like, like that's the thing with the NFC. You look at it. Tom Brady, the Saints beat him. Like, he hasn't scored a touchdown at home against the Saints. The Rams, they're okay, but they don't scare me. Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers is great. They kept their defense together. They added some pieces, but their receivers are gone. Let's see how they do without... Devontae Adams, and oh, by the way, just on the sheer numbers of it, what Green Bay has accomplished the last three years, 13-3, and 13-3, and 13-3, and like, I'm not sure there's ever been four straight 13-win seasons in NFL history. Like, doing it three times is, the list is short. Like, even the Saints couldn't the Saints couldn't pull it off in, in 2018, 2019, 2020. They went 13-3, 13-3, 12 12-4. Green Bay's trying to do it freaking four years in a row. The odds are they're not, right? So, like, I think the NFC, we could be looking up. And thanks, thanks, for, thanks, for, joining, thanks for joining us, uh, Better Future. I really think we could be looking up in December, and it could be a giant pile of mediocrity. Like, it could be... 2006. Remember 2006? The Saints, they were 10 and 5 and got to rest starters in week 17 and they still got the number 2 2 seed. That's how atrocious the NFC was in 2006. I think it's potentially that again in 2006. People think I'm crazy because you say, "Oh, you know, you got Aaron Rodgers and you got Brady and you got Matthew Stafford." I'm t- and Dak Prescott. I'm telling you, just a couple injuries, couple weird things happen. The NFC could be atrocious, and you could have a 12-win team 
being the number one seed. And that's why I think the Saints have went for it. And guys, thanks for joining us tonight. We do this every week uh, on the Twitter Spaces, Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, support the freaking show. We are doing a great job. We got Thomas. He's doing amazing. He has amazing sound bites, amazing videos that we're doing. Uh, and if you support the show, you allow my potential dreams to come true of flying Thomas in Poland. Uh, doing a live show, buying a better camera, buying a better mic, and retiring and podcasting uh, and, do, and, and doing Twitter spaces every day, all week long, uh, from my den, wearing no pants. So, consider making my dreams come true and becoming a patron. Saint, go to saintshappyhour.com. Make that happen. So, guys, thanks for joining us, and we will see you Monday on The Big Show.